Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models that I call Sideline that assign probabilities to various sports outcomes, and that'll be the driving force behind our picks I'm going to talk about in this episode. So let's cover six Major League Baseball games to be played on Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. Got some other goodies at that website if you haven't played with it yet. Read up a couple explanations. Got some historical data. Lots of fun stuff over there. If you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, only covering six of the 15 here. If you want the other nine, sign up on Dub Club. Got a ton more A and B grade picks. I believe the only two C grade picks I'm going to cover today because I think they're worth talking about. Uh, here on show with the other nine picks are all A or B grades. So a lot of goodies over there. If you sign up on Dub Club, that link is in the show description. But even if you're not there, I'm still thrilled that you're here. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion of the show projects a typical game. It does not try to forecast it to a T. It would be foolish and impossible goal. As I mentioned, we take that long-term view on here. We're looking at this thing probabilistically. We understand that we're going to lose some games. There's no way to magically win all of them. And I, I wrote this out as a comment, I believe, here in this episode, in case you missed it. The key is that I want the most accurate model possible. That's what I believe I've built with other sports. Some of y'all see me, I compare them to all the other models that I can find out there that you can get for free to compare mine to anybody else because I stand behind my work. The bottom line is when I say 60%, I do want that team to win six times and lose four. I do not want them to win 10 times. Why is that? Because sometimes when I see 60%, we're going to be on the 60% team and sometimes we're on the 40%. We're going, to be, we're going to be on the other side of that. And so it's this long-term look of, I want if I can make a model, and I believe I've done it, where when I say 60%, it actually hits at that rate, and we play the 60% games at minus 130 and the 40% at plus 170, picking our spots where the odds are wrong, then we're going to make money in the long run. Well, that unfortunately means we're going to lose some games, but in the long run, it's going to pile up our winnings. We did it last year if you were with us, if you weren't. So far, the A-grade plays have come through. The B-grade plays are starting to head towards that profitability, but just haven't done as well. The C-grade picks in the long run are kind of supposed to be pretty near break even. They've had some bad variants too, but in that long run, it's going to work out. I think everything will start trailing behind those A-plays soon enough here um, because, again, the strength is we know we're going to lose some, but we know we're also going to win some favorites, win some dogs, going to be a little bit of both. Recording Wednesday show here on Tuesday afternoon, so don't know how uh, Tuesday will play, but thinking back towards Tuesday – and thinking about going forward, what I always say, please remember good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable every single day, that's just an impossible reality for anyone who does sports betting. Uh, before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any college basketball and there'll be your college football content. This channel provides. Reminder of the way I scale things A grade money down plays return four units. It is the risk plus win equals four. Might bet 2.5 to win 1.5. Might bet 1.5 to win 2.5, whatever it is. That way we 
leave all options on the table. No, there's no favorite too big, no dog too big uh, for us to play. If there's value, there's value. And this allows us to play it without having to get into this situation that I know some people have talked about. If it's big minus odds, you know, when you're playing your flat betting, you might risk a ton, right? So this way to scale it kind of helps prevent that because you'll be risking more on the, on the favorites, but not so much more that it really hurts you too bad. And again, the Google sheet provides all the results to show how the system can be profitable again on the website of last year's results if you want to go back and check out how we did on those uh b grade plays return three units c grade plays return two it's just the way i scale it a lot of people you don't want to play the c grade plays don't blame you there i'm kind of playing them here as official picks a lot of times just so you can kind of see the difference between the grades uh, but those c grade plays are are very much i'm not you know, I'll talk about them, but otherwise, you know, a little bit more up in the air on those. The B grade plays I like, the A grade plays I love. It. It's kind of the way I usually think about it. I'll try to give the commentary as to what I'm really thinking about it uh, under the hood here uh, on these games. That's all I got then for you here. Before we get going, one last reminder take what you like and leave the rest. 1 p.m. Eastern. Giants at the Marlins. Got a lot of day games here on this Wednesday. Should be a lot of fun. Gonna grab the Giants here as a B grade pick at minus 110 Alex Cobb versus Trevor Rogers y'all know I'm a big Alex Cobb fan he's had three good starts not going deep mainly in that last one against the Dodgers uh but otherwise he's looked good Trevor Rogers hasn't Rogers having that really good rookie season last year was pretty terrible this year started off not looking very good at all it's a pretty big discrepancy with regard to the starting pitching and that's main reason why I'm on the Giants the model says it should be Giants minus 110 I think it should be higher than that I think it should be more like minus 115 minus 120 I do think the Giants is a great investment even if you had to pay minus 115 I think that's a reasonable price to pay obviously shop around make sure you're finding good prices if you're betting baseball throughout the season that's going to really add up but i think giants minus 110 a really good look here again i'm all over them just based off of i really like alex cobb and i don't think trevor rogers that good the model gives him a 98 grade and i just think that's too high i don't think he's that good i've seen enough of him i i think the model's looking at historical data which which it has to do with that's strong on the whole but when you look at his historical data from two years ago i just don't think i've seen a lot of that same picture so i'm just a little bit more down on rogers than the model is so because of that again minus 110 i think is pretty good investment we've also talked a lot about the marlins this year and that they are you know a little bit right-handed heavy makes them a little bit worse against righties makes them a little bit more dangerous against lefties but against righties it's an offense I definitely want to fade. So if you want to take a team total under, I know those Marlins team total unders paid out really well down the stretch last year would be something I'd be interested in here again against a pitcher that I think is as good as Alex Cobb. I think the Giants got the edge on offense and reliever and starter. They're on the road, but I think this should be priced higher. Again, Giants minus 110, a solid investment. Sideline projects a total of eight, actual total eight. So not a total I'm messing with. If you did do something, you know, again, that Marlins team total under might be a different way to look at it. But if you don't want to get too complicated, just focus on the Giants. They've got edges all over the field. It's a road game, but I think they should be priced higher than this. So I like minus 110 a lot. Tuesday, me and Eastern Rangers and the Royals. I'm going to grab the Royals at plus 100 even money. Uh, minus 100 plus 100. I guess it's the same thing, right? As a B-grade pick. Model says this is a straight-up coin toss that the Royals win this 50.1% of the time. So anything that's a plus in front of Kansas City's name um, is a good play according to the model. Even if it's slight minus, I think it's fine. I wouldn't want to go too high, though. Once you get really past minus 105, I think you've really lost all the value in this one. But I do think this is a coin toss game, so getting plus odds 
is something that I want to be all over on this one. And the main reason why is that I think Brady Singer is the better pitcher in this game. Not that Martin Perez is, is a bad pitcher. He's an above average pitcher. And he's looked really good in his first three starts this season, but the underlying metrics are really concerning for him. And I'm just not sure that he's going to be that much better than average this year. And obviously for the Rangers, given the, you know, DeGrom and Eovaldi if, if Mar- and, and Gray, if Martin Perez is just average, it's not bad for a three or four. They can give, he can give them everything they need. But I'm just not sure he's as strong of a pitcher as Brady Singer. And I think we're getting some value in this number because Singer has been terrible so far in three starts. And the underlying metrics say it's not as bad as it as it's looked it's a little bit of a concern but he's been really good here for us last year historically speaking singers are really good pitcher i think he's the better pitcher i think we're getting some values that people are a little bit more concerned about him than they should be maybe it's a terrible year for him it's really early you never know I always hear people talk about early in the season they don't like to bet because they're like, well, I don't know that much. Well, here's the thing. Sportsbooks don't know that much either, right? They're looking at the same data I'm looking at. They're modeling the same things I'm modeling. There's a lot of uncertainty all around, and that can give us some edges if we take a stance on something and if we're right. My stance on this one is I just think Singer's the better pitcher, and so I think we're getting some value because I think people are freaked out about those first three starts. I think he'll figure out. I think he'll be fine. And again, this Rangers offense not at full strength right now. I think it's a great bounce-back spot for him to pitch well enough and or if nothing else given the fact that uh you know offensively and bullpen wise these teams are pretty similar i think the game in kansas city can help them get it done so i like the royals here i think there's just some value on this pick here around or hopefully at plus around even money or hopefully for you plus odds if you can shop around and find a really good price the other interesting thing about this total might be looking at the Royals team total over or the game over, depending on how you feel about Brady Singer. There should be a lot of runs. This game is going to be a, a score fest. The model projects a total of 10. I'm seeing eight and a half and nine out there. I definitely love going over as long as it doesn't go up to nine and a half. I have to assume this number is going to go up as people realize what this weather is doing. This reminds me a lot of a lot of times with these totals the day before when there's weather involved, people just don't really take it into account very much until people like me get involved you know, the night before overnight, early morning, and those totals jump. I have to assume this total is going to move a lot because the weather is going to set up for a lot of runs. Kauffman stadium can be a really hitter from the ballpark in the summer. It's not the summer yet, but it's going to be mid upper seventies for this game for a day game. So it's going to be not cold whatsoever, a nice day. And the wind will be blowing out at about 20 miles an hour. This is a very strong wind. Fly balls are going to be gone out of this park. So anybody just trying to get the ball in the air to the routine fly ball is going to be doubles and home runs. So I like the over in this one. Again, I think the Royals got a little bit of an edge as well. Maybe you go team total over on the Royals. Maybe you just play Royals. Maybe you just play over. There's a lot of ways that you can attack this one. But the odds makers are just missing a little bit based off the prices I'm seeing right now. 3.37 p.m. Eastern. Cubs at the A's. Going to grab the Cubs here at minus 175 as a C grade. The Cubs continue to play really well. The A's continue to not. Um... The bottom line on this one is I just like fading James Caprelli. And, I, you know, the A's are a team that, as I've talked about, I think there should be some value on them getting these big plus odds. I've heard Cousin Jared talk about that, and I don't disagree with that whatsoever. It's just I think they've got a better chance with some of their other starters. Uh, Fujinama the other day was a guy I talked about who had been bad early on, but I thought he was going to be better than that. Sure enough, he kept him in the game. Couldn't quite get it done, but kept him in. Caprellian is not that guy to get it done. He is absolutely terrible. One of the worst starting pitchers in baseball at this point. Justin Steele, young guy who continues to look well. The underlying metrics, he's not as good as that 142 area, but he's still a good pitcher. 
now gets a 91 grade rating, continues to rise up those ratings. Um, just a massive starting pitcher mismatch here. A, a good pitcher versus a terrible one. The, the Cubs, I feel like this number should start with a two. That's probably a little high because the model still isn't that sold on the Cubs relievers or offense. But as much as the Cubs offense is just average, it's still better than Oakland's. And as much as the Cubs set of relievers are a little bit below average, it's still better than Oakland's. And again, I just can't say this enough that I want to pay James Caprellian. I don't want to pay too big of a price on the Cubs. That's why this only gets a C grade. As I mentioned yesterday, it's just a reminder. Remember, the grade has nothing to do with the probability the team wins. That's the probability they win. I can give you a number that the model gives. The grade has to do with the edge, the value proposition that it has. That's what long-term makes you a successful sports better. So there's not a ton of value on this one, but it's definitely a side that I want to add to my portfolio. Even though it's only a C grade, I want to be invested on this one just because I like fading James Caprillion. And I have to imagine we're only going to get so many more chances to do it. He's so terrible. He's got a 12-15 ERA. And the advanced metrics say, oh, it shouldn't be that bad. It should only be in the 8 or 9 range. Again, it's only three starts, but we saw the same thing last year. It's not like this is new for him. He is really, really bad with a massive starting pitcher mismatch like this. This should be the Cubs here at minus 175. Again, a C grade model says it should be 162, but I just feel like it should be higher personally. I don't have to always agree with the model. I think the number should be bigger. I think the A's are a decent team to take a chance with. It's just not in this spot is not one that I want to be on them with. Weather-wise, it'll be chilly at Oakland, mid-50s. Wind will be blowing out fairly strong. A night game, the wind dies down as the night goes along and runs become harder and harder to come by. Once the sun sets, we're going to be looking at a 10, a little over 10 on our wind blowing out the entire time. There's a reason why this totals at seven and a half or eight models is 8.1. So model thinks a little bit higher day games in Oakland can see a lot of runs. So it would definitely be a situation where if I was going to play the total, I'd be playing over. But again, if you're looking at team totals, Cubs team total over might be the way to stick just because Caprellian is just so terrible. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. I'm sorry if his friends or family are watching, but starting pitching wise, He's just not up to up to par here against, especially against a pitcher like Justin Seal. So kind of looking at the over, looking at the A's, excuse me, the Cubs team total over. And again, back in the Cubs, don't want to pay too high of a price, but as long as you're still starting with a one, it's probably not a bad investment in a game that should go Chicago's way. 4 10 p.m. Eastern Braves at the Padres. Gonna grab the great the Braves at minus 108. A grade play here. Charlie Morton versus Nick Martinez. And I, I feel like a little bit of a broken record, but it's a massive starting pitcher mismatch here. Charlie Morton starting off a little bit better than he has the last two seasons. Again, I think there were good explanations for why he started off slow in both of those. The underlying metrics not overly positive for him, but they're not bad, and he still is better than average, versus Nick Martinez is a guy I've long been not a fan of. The model's not been a fan of. Uh, talked about it last year, talked about it, but this year, massive mismatch here. Martinez has a 560 ERA in his three starts, and the advanced metrics say it should actually be worse. So again, massive edge here at the Braves starting pitching-wise, massive edge at the Braves in the bullpen. Offensively, these two teams are pretty close together, but again, still without Tatis, I still give the Braves an edge offensively. They're on the road, but I think this number should be a lot higher. Minus 108 is a gift. I love this. And so again, just adding a little bit to this, scaling this one up because I think the Braves are much more likely than the about 50% sportsbooks modeling would imply. Sideline says they went 56.3% of the time. That the number should be minus 129. 
I think it might even should be higher than that. Again, I know it's on the road and that matters, but something going to swing is about 3%. Uh, the edge that the Braves have offensively relievers starting pitcher is just astronomical in this game. I think this number should be a lot higher. Really mispriced game here. I love grabbing the Braves here at minus 108. I'm not really sure if people think the wheels are going to fall off Morton. They haven't yet so far this season, or people think Nick Martinez can magically figure it out. He hasn't yet this season. It's a massive mismatch here starting pitcher-wise. And again, the Braves have the edge all over the field. So minus 108. A pretty good investment. Weather-wise in San Diego, low 60s, wind blowing mostly across. Total I'm seeing is nine. Model says eight. I might be looking at the Padres team total under. We were on that Discord on Monday night. Someone had asked me about the team totals, about, about playing it under, and I said I like the Padres team total under. Sure enough, they didn't score a single run all game. So, again, there's some good value on that Discord. If you want access to that, sign up on Dub Club. Again, that link's in the show description. Same thing here. I'd be telling you to go Pirates team total under if I was going to play this one rather than the game under. I'm not sure how many runs of the Braves score against Nick Martinez. Model just says game under still a strong play if, if you're just playing totals. Under would be the way I would go, uh, assuming you're still still seeing a nine. Uh, but and Nick Martinez and that Padres bullpen can give up a lot of runs. So it's not a, a, a game total that I really like, but that team total under – uh, for the Padres. I just don't think they're going to have a lot of success against Morton in that Braves bullpen. They'll get a few runs, probably more than zero, like they did on Monday. But I think that team total under probably still a good way to look. I think this Padres offense is getting a little bit too much respect right now. Without Tatis, whatever's going on with them this early in the season, Soto hasn't looked as good. I just don't think they're as good as the respect they're getting. And so it's kind of a decent way to look in general uh, until the Padres really figure it out. So we're going to fade the Padres. Going to think they're going to go low scoring all over the Braves here at minus 108. One of my favorite plays of the day. So some night games Wednesday. Thankfully, we'll have baseball all day. It should be a great one. 17 p.m. Eastern Twins at the Red Sox. I'm going to play the Twins here at minus 115. A C-grade pick, but I think this is a pretty strong investment simply because I want to jump on this fade Corey Kluber train as long as possible. The Red Sox have been mostly good to us this year, backing them, especially recently in that series against the Angels. Backed them all four times. They got us three wins. And I personally took a little bit of that run line action on Monday, so, so cashed that as well, which was nice. Um, but... As as good as I, I think the Red Sox are, you've got a massive issue with a couple of their starting pitchers, one of them being Corey Kluber. I'm just not a huge fan of. He has not looked good this season. The underlying metrics align with his ERA in the sixes. I think it's a great time to fade him. Joe Ryan's looked pretty good this season. He was really good to us last year, and the advanced metrics say he should be able to continue his performance. Again, I feel like a broken record, but massive starting pitching edge to the Twins here. They are on the road, but Joe Ryan's just a much better pitcher than Corey Kluber, and I don't think the model that the sportsbook models are factoring that in quite as much as they should. The Twins also have an advantage with the relievers. They have one of the better bullpens in baseball. And the Sox bullpen, not a weakness like it was last year, but it's just league average, and that doesn't compare to the Twins. So the Twins will have an edge on that half of the field. And then offensively, I think these two teams are about even. The Red Sox offense might be a tiny bit stronger right now, but that's pretty much a wash. So I think the Twins should be a little bit higher than this. So I think it's minus 109, but again, I'm more down on Kluber than the model is. So personally, I think minus 115 is still an acceptable investment. Minus 120 really is as high as I would want to go on this. I wouldn't want to go any higher. Uh, at that point, it just kind of becomes a pass. But at the lowest, low minus one teens, or especially if it's minus 10 something, I think the Twins are a really strong play here. And again, I just want to get as much in as I can on fading Kluber uh, before 
everything really catches up and he starts being treated like Patrick Corbin uh, at this point, because I just don't think he's got it at this point. I think he's really on the down part of his career, unfortunately for him. And so I want to be able to fade him as much as possible. And again, I love backing guy like Joe Ryan, who was so good to us last year. And it started off just as strong this year. It's going to be really cold in Boston. Low 40s. Winds will be blowing out, but that temperature should keep the ball and kind of balance out temperature and wind blowing out. Total on this one's nine. Model says 8.9, so it's priced pretty well. I mentioned previously, Joe Ryan, a little bit of a concern at times, depending on the weather, based off of him being a little bit more of a fly ball pitcher. But again, on a cold day, I have no concerns about that, whatever. And of course, last time he was able to prove me wrong. I did really well keeping the ball in the yard uh, last time out. But either way, no real concerns here because while the wind is blowing out, the cold weather ought to keep the ball from flying. And so you're going to have to hit it pretty well uh, to get it out in general. Of course, Fenway still a hitter-friendly ballpark, um, but it's not going to be, you know, a situation where I expect, you know, nine home runs or something in this game because the temperature is going to make it where you're, you're only going to have home runs really to the, uh, you know, home run friendly parts of that park, which is obviously if you could pop one up over the green monster, if you can really pull one down the line down to right field. So again, liking the twins here, I think there's a little bit mispriced again, really just trying to get as much in as we can fading Kluber as possible. So minus 115 C grade value, but definitely what I think that should be part of your portfolio here on Wednesday. I'm going to close out with Blue Jays and the Astros. Back the Astros here on the first two nights. Going to flip them back to Blue Jays here at plus 110, a B-grade pick. Look, we've talked. I've talked every Barrios start. Barrios has been bad on the road, absolutely. Um, he, here's the thing about Barrios, though, is we have to remember that while he does have an ERA around eight, the underlying metrics so far this season are much, much better. Is Barrios going to have a terrible season? I'm not really sure. He might. Absolutely might. But here's the thing is that in general, we have a lot of data on home road splits for pitchers. And typically the only home road difference we see is in the first inning. Home pitchers pitch better in the first. They have the right timing down of, you know, national anthem and all that other stuff coming out there. Right. And they're like ready to go. Whereas road pitchers, sometimes, you know, your team goes out there in the top of the first and you have a six pitch inning and you're out there quicker than you think. Sometimes they, you know, have a 30 pitch inning and, and score a run or two or, or maybe none. And all of a sudden it messes your routine up. So we see a first inning difference. Other than that, we don't see a home road difference really in starting pitchers. That's really dis- discernible. So I'm not really sure why he would be that much worse on the road. It's not like he's pitching, you know, again, when you consider for the park, right? When you control for that, you know, obviously a a pitcher in Oakland or Seattle or Tampa or San Diego, right? Going to do better at home, obviously. Duh, right? We know that. But once you uh, control for the park, you don't really see big home road splits. So I do understand that his road home splits are terrible, I think statistically, I think that's just kind of an anomaly. I don't think it's real. I think it did happen, but that doesn't mean it will happen going forward. I kind of liken it to going to a roulette wheel. Sometimes you'll see five reds in a row, and that does tell you what did happen. But going forward, we still know it's 50-50, again, zero and double zero aside, right? So I think in general, he's probably going to be a little bit worse on the road, as every starting pitcher is. But I just don't think there's any statistical justification to he's going to be terrible on the road. His underlying metrics this year are good. They've always been a little bit more favorable than he's done, but I just don't think he's anywhere near as bad as that ERA looks. And I think early in the season is a great time to take a stand against the sports books and say, 
other people, the way it's being priced, they're pricing some of these early pitchers as if they're terrible, and it's just some really bad luck, and there's some value to be made against them. We backed Barrios against the Rays at plus odds at home, and that was a great investment last time out, and I think the same thing here. I think there's value backing Barrios. I could be completely wrong, right? I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not trying to say I do. I'm just saying I think there's some value backing guy like Barrios because He's not good, absolutely. I'm not trying to say he's good, but I just don't think he's as bad as the perception is. And so that's giving us a little bit of value here because the model says he's actually the better starting pitcher between these two guys. And he's facing a guy in Luis Garcia who has an ERA just as bad as him. But get this, the underlying metrics are much, much worse for Luis Garcia. As an Astros fan, I've watched him. I've mentioned this previously. He doesn't look the same without being able to do his wind up, the little rock and the baby thing. He developed that previously in his career in order to get consistency to try to have a repeatable delivery to get him in his rhythm and without being able to do that he hasn't been that good this year as a a fan I don't like watching him out there he he hasn't been good and I'm I'm concerned maybe he'll figure it out I obviously as a fan I hope he does I hope everyone figures out a route for success for everybody right but right now it's not there and so I look at two struggling pitchers and the underlying metrics suggest that Barrios is actually the better pitcher he's just had some bad luck whereas Garcia just isn't looking right and what I've seen with my eyeballs agrees with that yes there's a little bit of a concern about Barrios on the road but in general I still think backing Barrios is a smart play here at plus odds this Blue Jays offense is better than the Astros offense the Astros do have an edge with the relievers, and that's probably going to matter because the fact that neither team starter is projected to go very deep in this game. But the Blue Jays relievers are competent enough that I think at that point it holds steady because at that point you've got better Astros relievers against better Blue Jays bats, weaker Blue Jays relievers against weaker Astros bats. Not that either one's weak necessarily, but just weaker comparatively because the Jays have a fantastic offense and the Astros have a fantastic bullpen. So really this boils down completely to the starting pitcher. And I know people are, I think we're getting value because I think people are like, Jose Barrios, he's terrible. And it's like, I just don't think that's accurate. I think he's mediocre. I think he's decent. I think he's had some really bad luck. And if nothing else, I'm also getting to fade a guy in Luis Garcia, who I just don't think is right right now with the changes to the rules, or I mean, I should say enforcement of the rules uh, that don't allow him to have his same delivery that he's always had. Games, of course, in Houston, but plus odds in the Blue Jays are pretty good. Sunline says it should be Astros minus 105 that they win 51% of the time. So you're basically looking at a coin toss game plus 110 offers us pretty good value on the Blue Jays. Only B grade value. Hard to give A grade to backing Barrios, but again, maybe not hard to give A grade fading Garcia. So if you get slightly better price in this, maybe it is worth an A grade to you if you can get a plus 115. Just because again, I have no faith personally in Luis Garcia. Total in this one is nine or nine and a half. I'm seeing 9.5. I would absolutely be playing over if you can find a nine. As I mentioned, I don't really have a lot of faith in either starting pitcher and I think both of these offenses are really good I think Barrios is good enough to control um, weaker offenses again I think the Ashes are going to score because the Ashes have a good offense and again I don't think Barrios is good I hope that's not what you heard I just think he's still better than Garcia and I think Garcia is going to get lit up by this really good Blue Jays offense I think a lot of runs are going to happen I think over nine is a great investment if you can still find it there's some nine still out there even if you're paying a little bit of juice and he gets fine sideline says 9.5 I think we get into double digits on this game so I like the Blue Jays and I like the over on a night that we might see the roof open we might not if the roof is going to be open that should give us a few more runs based off that wind swirling around in that park. And that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pitch the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>